0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Work Friends podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Burwaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season on the podcast, we're chatting with some of our other work friends from across our country who are part of the Youth Unlimited YFC family. We'll hear their stories, why they do what they do, and how they're furthering God's kingdom in Canada. So go for a run, make some chocolate chip cookies, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast, we are chatting with the one and only Donna
1: Woods, who is the administrative assistant with YFC North Perth, a.k.a. part of our team here in Listowel. She is amazing. She is wise. She is lovely. She is the best laugh of anyone I know, and we know you're going to enjoy it. So let's get into it. Donna, welcome. Yay! Well, thank you
2: for having me.
1: <laughs> yeah! Donna, our our work friend here at the Listowel location, slash the North Perth location. So we've been work friends for six and a half years, Donna. How does that feel?
2: That's amazing. (laughs) Doesn't that time fly?
1: It's crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can remember many memories (laughs) over the last six years. Um, So yeah, it's been fun to get to know you over that. And we want other people to get to know you a little bit more too, so... We always start off our episodes with some fun facts. So
2: first off, where did you grow up? I grew up in Agent Court, which is a suburb of Toronto. Yeah. And then from there went to kind of Markham area. And then, yeah, that was it. So that was a it, it was, old, it, at that time, Agent Court was like what Listwa was when yeah. we moved here. So it's a nice small little country town.
1: Uh-huh. Wow, I did not know
0: that. So, well, learning things today too. That was one of our first connections because my <sighs> mom's side of the family is from <sighs> Markham and turns out there's some connections there. Yes. Of course. It's a
2: relative yes. of, of Jen's lived across the road from us. And then her grandmother just lived up up the main road from us. And crazy. It's crazy,
1: yeah. <laughs> huh. Wow, small world, eh? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. What is your ideal day?
2: An ideal day, yeah. It's different now than it was twenty years ago, twenty-five mm-hmm. years ago. An ideal day is is. I love canoeing, and mm-hmm. I love paddling down a river more than a lake, just because there's more to see. A lake is, you know, it's nothing but water. That's an ideal day for me. Mm-hmm. It was at one time. Today, um, I've become more of a traveler, and I mm-hmm. love going to see places around north america we've been in a lot of places and yeah i love traveling mm. that's so fun oh. yes i i
1: wish that we could have gone canoeing together sometime i yes. hear many fun stories of when you used to do that so mm-hmm. i'll just live you can live vicariously through <laughs> Jen and I now as we yes, take up I the Yes, I hear hobby. your stories and then that's... <laughs> <sighs> Donna has been day. our our camping expert to ask all the questions to. So if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive,
2: who would they be? <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, I think of my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, to have dinner with them again. It wasn't that long ago. That we did. We were. Yeah, I had my parents for a long, long time. The third person was really hard to to, to think of. Um, there's a couple of pastors that we've had um, that have meant a lot to us. That I, I think perhaps maybe one of them that would be a wise thing. They're both passed now. They're gone. So uh, yeah, maybe one of them. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty special to know right off the bat, though, who your two people might be right away. I think that would be cool. So one day. Mm-hmm. One day.
2: hmm Yep.
1: Where is the best place you've been?
2: The I, I think my most favorite place has been the state of Wyoming. Hmm. Um, I grew up with horses and teaching horsemanship and, and just the whole... Cowboy. I you know, worked at a ranch when I was in my teens, and so that's my background, and it, it was awesome to go to Wyoming and and see the the cowboy <laughs>
1: um,
2: areas and, and go to a rodeo there. It was, yeah, that was the neatest place, I think.
1: Aww. Yeah, I love that. So if you weren't working at YFC, what would
2: you be doing? I'd probably be a regular Ordinary, everyday, retired senior, <laughs> 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 with my feet up on the stool footstool, in a rocking chair or whatever. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have a hard time seeing you retired. You're just you've got so well, much I life.
2: Because even when I'm here on on Mondays and Tuesdays, you know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's still stuff that needs to be done, and, <laughs> and it, I I go and do it. Yeah, that kind of fills up po- parts of my day. So, yeah.
1: Just be retired. Well,
2: <laughs> and I can't imagine what now. that would really be like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hard to even envision it. Yeah, <laughs> Like, it might exactly. come one day, but I'm not ready <laughs> quite yet. Just hanging on still. Um, well, aside from those fun facts, I'm just going to hand the mic over to you to just tell us about yourself. Like, what makes Donna
2: Donna? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Part of what when I look at at my involvement with with just ministry in general, I think that started when I was very young. Um, a friend of my grandmother's approached me at our church. we went to people's church and she approached me and asked me to teach Sunday school when I was about fifteen or 16 and that's when my that's my first taste of let's call it ministry. And I cannot think of a time throughout all the years since that I haven't been involved in some way, Mm. Uh, whether it be youth ministry, and that's been the the bulk of it, or whether it be, you know, women's ministry or um, serving on a a board or a committee of some sort. That's just been my whole life. So that's what makes me me, And that's not been an obligation I've had. I've just, I've just always been there doing that kind of thing. Yeah, Bob and I we met when we were in our teens, but I wasn't the least bit interested in him. <laughs> I don't think he was interested in me because I knew his the who he was interested in. In fact, one time he even came. And asked me for advice regarding <laughs> this girl. <laughs> yeah, that was in our young young teens. It, but we both worked at the ranch. Um, he was in the programming end of things, and I was in the barn and being the, the, yeah, the worky in the barn and all that kind of thing uh, with the horses. And uh, it wasn't until I was about. Uh, and we, st- I started doing that when I was 13. Um, and then I don't remember when Bob came to the ranch. I might have been 14 or 15 when he arrived. But it wasn't until I was 19 um, I was no longer a wrangler. I was doing the actual teaching of the horsemanship program so I didn't have to get up early in the morning saddle the horses or mm-hmm. go down and <laughs> feed them and all that stuff. But... Um, It wasn't until I was about 19 that we, all of a sudden, something clicked between us and that was it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm. We got married when I was 25. Nope. 23. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a few years. Yes. We've been married 47 years as of this year. Wow. And, um, yeah, we have two boys. One lives in Listowel with his family, four grandkids, one granddaughter, and our other boy lives in Ilderton with his two boys. So, uh, yeah, that's the, that. That f- our family keeps us busy. We, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've often very, I wonder what we did to be so blessed because God has blessed both of our boys with wonderful Christian girls. And they're raising their families in their church and doing well. And we are, uh, yeah, I often think God has blessed us so much. Mm. So that's that's my life <laughs> again. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a hard question. How do you sum up your life in a sentence or two? Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, I guess we've been work friends for five years, mm-hmm. a little less than you and Ian's And that time's flown, too. I, it is crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate, I mean, a lot of things, but I think even just the stories that like from when you were teaching to when you and Bob first met, like I remember (laughs) you sharing, he had the audacity to come to my house and talk to me about this girl and all these things. (laughs) Anyways, just funny things. But I would love to hear for you as you think back on your life and reflect what have been the most forming experiences in your faith journey. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I would say um, it would be through child evangelism. There was a, a group, um, a fellow, um, Frank, Frank Wellington was his name, and they came to Agent Court and had a child's evangelism like five days. After school, you go to, to meet at the church and have meetings there, and he had his, his, uh, his dummies, and he did his music, and anyway, I was about eight years old when I first made a decision for the Lord, um, and then, of course, life goes on, and I have to say, I was raised in a Christian family, so when that decision was made, there was no life-changing thing, it just, it was something I did, and life moves on, um, but it, then I was about 15, and it was at camp where I thought there was a more serious, I would say, decision made, probably more, um, with more knowledge and and, uh, attention to what had to change and things that needed to change in my life and Mm -hmm. my attitudes and that kind of thing. And then it would be again when I was maybe, um, it was before I, Bob and I started going together. So it was maybe when I was 18. There was a speaker at the church, guided by the name of Hyman Appleman, and he was talking about service and um, what kinds of things we were to be involved in as Christians. And that was when I really—I I would say that's the biggest change in my life and, and things that took place. I think that's when it completely and entirely. Uh, things were turned over to the Lord and and my whole life was dedicated then at that point Mm -hmm. to, um, serving him. Mm. Yeah. Mm. When you think through like
1: your adult years, are there any moments or seasons of life where you feel like you had forming experiences as you go through?
2: Certainly, I would say when I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, mm. that was huge because I had basically had so much there was so much of my life I had to I had to change because of, of the, the, mm. the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a huge um, grieving period uh, losing, the things that I couldn't do anymore. Um, that's when I had to give up the, uh, my volunteering at the youth center. Um, that's when we had to give up canoeing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so much of my life that I'd gotten used to and enjoyed uh, had to be changed, and that, that was life-changing. Because I then remember realizing that, you know, I have no idea why this is happening. But whatever it is, God has something for me to learn through this. Mm. And that was um, when I think the learning was uh, slow down. Mm. Um, yeah, take life slower and listen to me and I'll lead you in a different direction, which he has, <laughs> most mm. definitely. Um, but yeah, that was a tough time, but surely... a a, a learning period yep for Mm -hmm. sure
1: yeah those growing pains and to see that refinement it's kind of neat to see I mean not neat that that happened to you obviously but to see how even through those things that you have learned about God through so many seasons of life Mm -hmm. you know you look back at when you're 16 and you can see God doing a work there and then you look at things that even happen later in life and how you'd think you might get to a point where you can foresee what the rest of your life looks like and you're, you didn't get there. No. Um, and things shifted and you saw God in those things, which is like a hard and beautiful sort of testimony, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, we want to talk about YFC a little bit. So mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, Donna is our, I mean, they call her like, what an assistant to the regional director or office administrator or something, but I call her the magical unicorn that makes our lives easier, which is true. It's so true. (laughs) Oh Oh, my goodness. You've been calling
2: that that behind my back. (laughs) It's (laughs) your official job title here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My, my job title for you. I just, I think what will we do without Donna? (laughs) What? I just, you, you very much are, are strong in those organizational things, which is great for people like Ainsley. Um, we love <laughs> having you around. So anyway, that's your your title. You can call her the magical unicorn or the office administrator, whatever you want. Um, but you've been involved with YFC for a bit, both, you know, you were there as a volunteer. You mentioned a little bit about it before. So um, yeah, tell us about how did you hear about YFC? How did you get involved Tell us about your kind of journey with YFC and the different ways that looks, that has looked like over the years.
2: And it's a long journey with YFC. Yeah. I, was, I started, first of all, attending Campus Life at Agent Court Public School when wow. I was about 14 years old. That's so crazy. Yeah. And that would have been probably, you know, I didn't understand the organization. It yeah. was just, I was uh, participating. Uh, that probably was under Toronto Youth for Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, um, our youth group always met on Fridays and on Saturdays left us open. So we attended then um, the youth rallies in Toronto um, and they were like, man, maybe a thousand kids got together. Mm-hmm. One night. I think it was monthly um, for uh, great speakers, great music and everything at that time. And then as well on Saturday nights and often Sunday nights after church, we would go up to the Stovall youth center (laughs) and, uh, attend YFC up there. Hmm. So yeah, it was all through my teens. Yeah. I was involved with, with YFC. And as I say, I don't know how the organization worked back then or who was in charge. (laughs) I couldn't even tell you who the leader was, but we had some great times. Um, opportunities to invite our, our classmates from high school. Um, it was good. It was really good. And then uh, when that ended, I didn't hear of YFC or attend YFC at all until uh, it would be probably in 1998. Uh, there was a, a teacher strike and Frank Braun um, gave up p- p- retired gave up teaching. He didn't retire. He gave up after I don't know how many years he'd been teaching, not many, and wanted to start a YFC in Listowel. Mm. So he asked me to sit on the uh, steering committee or the board right. or whatever it was back then to, s- to see about getting it started up. So I I was on that that committee. And then I volunteered. When we got up and running, I volunteered. Um, every Friday night It was my night. And uh, this is while I was teaching school. Um, So that went on for quite a few years until I wasn't able to to do that anymore because of of the fibromyalgia. Um, But I remained on the committee, and I did any... uh, And then Kevin came on just not too long Mm -hmm. after that. And I just did any administrative work that needed to be done um even though I was on the committee I did it for Kevin just to help out um, and then uh, I was on the board for YFC our our southwestern Ontario chapter mm-hmm. uh, for quite a few years and this was all like all in, in at the same time, volunteering mm-hmm. and, and committee and and board, and then I gave up the volunteering, of course, and then um, from there I stayed on the committee, did did all kinds of work, and then it came to the point where I couldn't teach anymore. I was at retirement age anyway, um, but because of the fibro, I gave up on on the teaching, retired from teaching, and that was I t- retired in in June. And that was in 2006. And then that fall, 2006, I started working for YFC because someone said, you may as well get paid for what you're doing anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. So, yeah, so the job carries on. Um, And at that time, I had to give up being on the board for Mm. for SWO. So I was just... uh, Yep, working here, and that's how many years ago? Fifteen years ago now. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. That's so cool. It's like the thread. You see that thread oh, that like yeah. goes all the way through, and it's like obviously just in your own heart and life you can see how God was faithful, but in you see even just this tie to YFC, how that's just been a thread mm-hmm. that God has yeah.
2: like weaved through your life too. And who would have thought when I was whatever age 16 17 18 yeah <laughs> that I'd be doing this when I'm 70 years old it's wow. crazy with YFC yeah. yeah
1: that's crazy in the coolest way
2: it is it is the way God yeah as you say the way God leads who 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 would have known mm-hmm. um yep no he's blessed he's led all the way and when, when things when things had to be given up, he replaced them with something else mm. for me to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm.
0: Cool. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it's also cool. Like Ainsley and I have joined our team obviously six five, six years ago. And the fact that you've been here since the beginning of will mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. Like I yeah. I just I have to have I just have <laughs> God's good um, as you think back and reflect over your time here specifically or yeah I'm working in ministry what have been the greatest joys and challenges I think
2: uh, this is this is this is maybe a, a joy a, a, a shock uh, I don't know an aha moment <laughs> was that fall when I started working working on, on staff, working, coming here to go to work instead of going to school to go to work, <laughs> I remember the most awesome feeling um, when we would get together and pray as a group, as a staff. There we, d- we weren't here as big as we are now. I think there was only three of us, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just starting the day in prayer was, like, totally different from from being a school teacher and yeah. being cautious about praying at school. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really neat. That was exciting to me, uh, to have people around me that were of the s- same faith, same interests, same goals in life. That was exciting. Um, it's always been great for me. I've, I've enjoyed the fact that I've been able to take away the... There was more paperwork back in the day, uh, and taking the load of that paperwork away from the the staff so that they could go out and minister to the kids that I was no longer able to do, but I could take that paperwork load away from them. Mm -hmm. Now it's all electronic, and you guys do your thing and Mm -hmm. your reports and everything, whereas that used to be all handed in to Mm -hmm. Donna, and then Donna would send them down to the the head office. It was crazy. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, the um, electronics have sure made a difference in that. Yeah, I've really enjoyed being able to help out the staff and take that, take the loads away. Even the fundraising events, the big ones. I mean, Kevin's still pretty involved, but um, it, it takes it away from you guys. You don't mm-hmm. have to worry about those events that we've got. Mm-hmm. Well, the details are taken care of. We mm-hmm. may delegate to you, but mm-hmm. um, being able to take that load off because. Mm-hmm fundraising just gets in the way of doing ministry a lot of times Mm -hmm. if you have to um but in some ways that's become your ministry too like I think about our concerts Mm -hmm. and how
1: you've been able to have relationships built through that Mm -hmm. whole thing right
2: definitely um and I've even met some people there's two people in particular um that probably were at Stouffville Youth Center when I was. Whoa! And I, and, you know, we get talking, and it, I love talking to the people that we sell the tickets to, just yeah. because of that. But as I say, two of them I, I probably pa- cross paths with them and didn't even know. Crazy back in the day, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's that's uh, when you think of it. But yeah, the ministry through the concerts has been exciting.
0: Hmm. Um,
2: in a different, a different, whole different offshoot, <laughs> dealing with you. Yeah,
0: yeah, and yet still part of the mission of mm-hmm. what we, oh, we sure do. Oh, sure, yeah, do, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm.
2: yeah. And the joys. What were you the challenges? <laughs> well, I I find the, the grant writing a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Because. <laughs> 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 mm.
1: What would you say have been some of the biggest lessons that you've learned about yourself and or God during your time serving at YFC? So you can make that officially working with YFC or just your service as a whole here.
2: I think um, I've learned that I think the skills that I have acquired over the years, uh, there's an affirmation that, that I can still use them. Mm. Um, if it's, it, 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 it's in different ways than, than when I was teaching. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I've learned that... I've learned that I can't do it without God's help because I think if I were to do it on my own, it, through my own strength, um, things wouldn't happen just because some days I don't have that strength. Mm -hmm. But when I look at this is something that needs to be done and I have to get it done, and I put on my music and I just get on and I just get on with it. So I think I've learned that. Um, I know that through through the times that I've felt my worst health-wise, I'm protected. Mm. Um. And the there was a a picture that, and I I have no idea where I got it. There was this. There was a a a bird on a branch, with and it was a real picture. I don't know how they ever got the photo Mm. of it. Um, and it's the a bird with and under her wings are two little birds, Mm. and uh, I it reminded me of. The verse uh, in psalm ninety one verse four, where we're uh, held safe, kept safe under his wings mm-hmm. um, yeah and, and and that's i've I've learned that that has become very real to me that in the, whatever situation I'm in, mm-hmm. whether it be little or big uh, God's God's protecting me and he's with me and taking the next step for me, leading the the way. Mm. So that's pretty, I think that's what I've learned mostly.
0: Mm. Yeah. Dang. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I think I've said this before, but as podcast hosts, which I don't feel, I feel like this is just me and Ainsley being obedient to what Jesus wants us to do with doing work friends, but having good transitions and whatever else after people's responses. And sometimes I just sit there and I'm like, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really beautiful. Again, like ministry wise, God walking with you life wise, and especially with your health and stuff like that. Like, I just think that those things that remind us that we're not, um, that we can't do it on our own is is hard but I think a beautiful reminder too of that. And that's a beautiful picture as well. Mm. Like, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm also really thankful for all the conversations that we've had about aging. Mm. Um, (laughs) again, I, and I say this to myself too. I don't think I always take the opportunities in front of me to, to speak with people or like intentionally talk to people who are decades older than I am. Um, because and I would consider you one of my friends. Like I think <laughs> you that's make so me fun. Sound like an
2: old bird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've gone before me. <laughs> um, um, but I've learned so much talking to you about what that's been like for you. I think even um, about watching your parents get older and, and and their health deteriorating and walking through that. Um, I think of some of the things that you've personally experienced. I've learned so much. I would love for you to share a little bit about what that is like for you. That as you are approaching your seventies. Yeah. I'll be 70 next month. Yeah. Oh, very soon. Yeah. Crazy. How has your life or how has your view of retirement changed over the years? I've, I've always felt, and I, I think I alluded to
2: this earlier. I think that um, ministry is just a part of our life, and that's that's our life. Mm. That's our our role as Christians to to be ministers and sharing the gospel. Um, but as far as retiring, I, and in that context, I feel there there really isn't. Um, there isn't a retirement when you're a Christian and when you're serving God because mm. uh, that's what our, our job is as a Christian, mm-hmm. is just to keep keep working. So, yeah, c- coming on with YFC after retiring from teaching, it's just a new role. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't see myself retiring until God no longer provides me the opportunity mm. to keep ministering and then whatever brings that down, uh, who knows? But mm-hmm. yeah, I, my feel that there is no retirement <laughs> for a Christian. Mm. You've got things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty thankful for that example. You know, I think of our team and just the diverse and obviously Jen and I were, were younger as were you when we started, um, and even, you know, we have high school students that have come on the team at different points and, you know, like we always have had this diversity of age, but I love having you to look to. And, and you know, when you say that, you know, we don't ever retire. And I think you exemplify that, like you're so mm. faithful. And I think even in my own head, it has shifted what aging even means for me, because it's, I, I really hate the lie within culture that it's a bad thing because I mm. look at you and I think What? a beautiful wow. blessing it is and just the internal wisdom you have and not you know I have all these like notable quotable proverbs to say to you but just the wisdom and who you are and how you approach things and just that and I I think it's it's wonderful and it's I mean like <laughs> in talking about you behind your back Jen and I sometimes <laughs> will say man I just want to be like Donna when I'm older, like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is just so cool. Um, and, and we just wanted to ask you a little bit about that because we've gotten to hear a few conversations to you about just what it's been like kind of aging. And um, what do you wish more people understood about aging?
2: Probably, and it's something I've had to learn, is that um, over the years, um, life changes. Um, and change is hard for everybody. Um, but as you age... Um, your abilities your physical abilities change
0: mm.
2: um, because of of things you've learned your intellectual ability changes it, it, it's you've probably got a better perspective on things I think as you mm-hmm. get older um, so I think to accept ch- the, sec- the changes um, in life mm. um, and just Take that as God leading you now in a new direction. Mm. Um, Because those changes bring about uh, new opportunities. Mm. And those new opportunities, uh, yeah, take in different directions as far as ministry goes. Mm -hmm. So just learning to accept the road. That God is leading you down.
1: Hmm. <laughs> How has your view of God changed as you've got older?
2: Oh my goodness, I've gotten to know Him so much better, um, under and understand things that. Oh my goodness, I mean, you hear some sermons, you hear the you know the text of them, or and the the message of them over and over and over again in your life. And I know when I was younger, I thought. I got this. <laughs> you know, looking back, not a chance. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. <laughs> but I think the older I get, the better I understand mm-hmm. um, God's plan, God's um, love for us. Mm. Um, you know, what he wants for, out from us uh, uh, as far as service and dedication, um, yeah you just get to know them so much better. And the best part is you can look back and i I always liken it to being on a mountain. Um, and I can remember we were out in California one time, and we went up to this mountain. and I mean, you could see roads all down through the the mountains below us and And I remember thinking, you know it's like looking down and seeing if if you've made a turn that way where it would lead you and that it's a dead end down there. Uh, but that road takes you there. And it's like looking back in your life and seeing mm. where God could have taken you or if I had chosen to make the mm. turn where I would have ended up as opposed to where God has brought me. And uh yeah, it's a, a, that it's exciting when you see that. Mm. And and it, that that can only happen as you age. Mm. You know? That's not even a concept I think I had as a kid or when I was younger.
0: Yeah. I think yeah. of the song um, by Stephanie Gritzinger. Is it Gritzinger? Yeah. I don't like know. That. I see the same. <laughs> um, Called No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Ainsley and I, you may have heard us blaring it in her office a time or two. <laughs> but can't you share it at one of our i'm sure i have before yes yeah (laughs) but it talks about that idea that like looking back on your life and seeing like through all the seasons good bad hard difficult great that he's the one who's taking care of Mm -hmm. us um so that that picture and that analogy reminds me of that and even hearing you talk right like Um, the thread of why I see throughout your life, Mm -hmm. the way that you've gotten to know him, like actually like your friendship with God Mm -hmm. and your way, if you can say that over the last 50 plus years is, is remarkable. Mm -hmm. It's really, really, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's (laughs) all I got. That's just so cool.
1: Yeah. It's neat to see someone who's lived a few more years of life. And I think in the midst of like, rockiness and and even like this these past couple of years and and you I mean you haven't walked through a global pandemic before this either
2: um
1: but to see someone who's been been through many things over the years and practice that faithfulness to have like as someone younger someone to look to Mm. that you said you've been able to look back and see the winding path and the places you could have gone that God led you better places instead and and just that that calm as Jen likes to say, steadiness to like lock eyes on a little bit. (laughs) That like real life example is just, yeah, a
0: gift. So Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) What's it been like for you to get older?
2: Um, Painful. (laughs) I've, uh, you know, I've had my fair share of surgeries um, and then having fibromyalgia. So there's always, I've always had pain, especially for the last 25 years or so. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's been a a challenge because I've had, I've had to mourn the loss of things that I used to do and, um, things I like doing, love doing. So that's, that's been, that's how I would, yeah, describe getting older for me. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Um. As we age, I think um, I think it's important for us to remember that our job or ministry doesn't stop, um, and that we have to continue the race as we have throughout life, and that uh, continue that as long as God allows, because there, there will come a time when that trajectory of ministry will change because aging continues to occur and God will lead us in a, a new direction and uh, I think for me um, I just want to be sure that I finish the race well that mm. uh, well in the end when we when we reach heaven whether it be uh, you know God coming to take me um, or whether I... Uh, see him in his return yeah I want to be I want to I want to know that I've done the race
0: I've done the race well Mm -hmm. our final question that we ask everyone what is the best piece of advice you've received the best piece of advice I've ever received I think was
2: it was during a stressful time and this lady just, and I can remember, I can't remember where she lived. I can remember where mm-hmm. we were standing when we were talking, um, was just take a day at a time and know that God has tomorrow all planned out for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that, I've, I've, that has been, I've pulled myself, because again, my head is always going, uh, this has to be done. This has to be done. We do this, and 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 I look ahead and I think, oh man, I'm not going to be able to manage that. <laughs> Forget that. Take it a day at a time, and know that each day God has laid it out mm-hmm. for me. And I think that's the best piece of advice I've ever learned. Just because I'm that kind of Type A personality,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I had to, mm. I had to do that. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donna, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh. This has been a real treat, and working with you is a real gift. Um, so, thank you for joining us today, and thanks for being our friend. Yeah, yeah. we're thank a good real friend. Yeah. I'm not saying
1: goodbye. You <laughs> chatting yeah. all the time. We'll continue chatting after
0: we're done recording. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs>
1: Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And we have more amazing conversations like this coming up that you will not want to miss. So make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. So you never miss a Monday episode. So until next
0: time. Bye. Toodaloo. Bye bye. See you later. Have a great week. Please. The weather's whack. I hope you're enjoying the snow. If There's snow on this Monday morning. <laughs>